I am 770 KTTH. Uh, Brian Suits here. Good morning, everybody. It is uh, 704. It's day after a $10 million, million dollar, uh, settlement, uh, Seattle versus people that tore up Seattle. Uh, and then and they but they weren't happy enough. So we'll uh, we'll get to that a little later on uh, during uh, note all some 15. So some things uh, happening today. Uh, well, we we got into the 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 dirty reality of of politics in the first hour. If you're just waking up, if you have a 7 a.m. Uh, alarm, how do you rate? But anyway, if you want to hear the dirty reality, uh, just text suits S U I T S to 800-465-8770. And you can listen to that award-winning and urgent hour, by the way, because the the Radio Hall of Fame people were hammering uh, on on the uh, the front door, and we're not open for business yet. But uh, we were able to slide the memory card uh, under the door. Uh, well, so if you went to bed wondering when will the Chargers have a new head coach, well, you can wake up happy because Jim Harbaugh is the Chargers' new coach, so he's back out on the West Coast, so that's our loss. But who cares to say AFC? So um, Alabama is going to execute a guy with nitrogen hypoxia. So the uh, Kenneth Eugene Smith. Funny, if you attempt to assassinate a president or you're going to be executed, you your middle name is part of your name all the time. But anyway, Kenneth Eugene Smith uh, is facing the first nitrogen hypoxia. Uh, execution after losing last minute appeals and hypoxia uh, means any any time there's a decreased uh, amount of oxygen. Hi, hyperoxia um, would be too much oxygen, and there's never too much uh, in, in there. Uh, well, so he was one because uh, we never talk about the the uh, the, the victim, and in this case, um, they carried out a murder for hire. Uh, and he and his fellow hitman, uh, John Forrest Parker, who precedes Kenneth Eugene Smith, uh, John Forrest Parker precedes him in death, uh, 2010, lethal injection in Alabama for his part in the uh, murder for hire. Um, and uh, so if the Supreme Court has cleared the way for Kenneth Eugene Smith to join him, um, in in heck uh, for that uh, if but only if uh, he has a normal uh, heart lung uh, uh, interaction he they attempted a lethal injection on him a couple of years ago two years ago but he employed uh, a time trusted uh, trick and that is dehydrating yourself they couldn't find a vein because <clears throat> they have. Uh, you have a warrant that's good for 24 hours. This guy's warrant is open now. So they, they and they're actually going to put a mask on his, on his face, on his nose and mouth where you breathe and just feed uh, nitrogen uh, in there. But anti death penalty people are saying that they can't be guaranteed. It won't be painful. <laughs> like, well, I mean, isn't that a value? But uh, anyway, apparently CO2 poisoning uh, according to physicians and people that have attempted to kill themselves, uh, is tremendously painful. Uh, and so I'm fresh out of uh, of foxtrots in regards to uh, nitrogen. Uh, because un unlike many uh, media pundits, I went ahead and um, checked on who his victim was. Well, you see, um, Charles 
sure. What's his name? Da, 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 da. Um, uh, her husband was a minister. He was absconding with the funds. Um, the money wasn't good. And so the Senate, Charles Senate Sr., the surviving children of Elizabeth Senate, uh, describe her as a quintessential American housewife. She didn't work. She just kept a good Alabama minister's home, right? Just uh, a, a mom's mom, the whole thing. But when the debt started piling up, he was going to have to uh, explain to the congregation where their money went, why he was driving a second Mercedes, you know, all the standard stuff, why why there was a young blonde uh, employed apparently as a secretary but never did anything, all the standard stuff, right? Because he was, he was misusing funds, if you call that misuse, and uh, the whole thing. So his plan was... I don't want to have to face my wife and the embarrassment. I, I, I Apparently, he thought he could explain away the money or something. Um, and this is 1989, okay? Um, his plan was to have a pair of hitmen, unknown to him. He would introduce himself uh, to, uh, where's the one guy's name? John Forrest Parker and Kenneth Eugene Smith and offer him a sum of money. A uh, undeniable sum, sum of money to kill his wife. So that's why Alabama has today from, uh, has 30 hours from 0600 Greenwich Mean Time, which was 1 a.m. Eastern, uh, 10 p.m. Uh, West Coast last night. So they have, so the guy might be croaked right now. I don't know. Uh, anyway, they have 30 hours to complete the task of giving Kenneth Eugene Smith and his smiling fat face. Now that he's 58, uh, a, enough nitrogen to croak him. Um, so the stunning, undeniable amount of money that would turn these two dirtbags into hitmen was a thousand bucks each for one thousand dollars. He, um, the um, lawyer uh, for, uh, I'm sorry, the the surviving son of Elizabeth Senate told the BBC earlier this week that the weight felt like torture. Um, this will be the first person to be put to death uh, by this method in the U.S. and according to the Death Penalty Information Center anywhere in the world. I've always favored a policy where if the family members say, I'd rather he rot in jail, then y y let him do it. However, you know, mur somebody who's in, even on death row, can still murder someone. I mean, you know, we kind of owe it to society to, to croak him. Uh, lawyers for the inmate who's been on death row since 1996 told the BBC on Wednesday night that they were lodging another appeal in the nation's top court. Uh, breathing pure nitrogen without oxygen causes the cells to break down and leads to death, which is the the goal on death row. Alabama said in a court filing that they expect him to lose consciousness uh, within seconds and die in a matter of minutes, uh, such as people who are being asphyxiated do. Uh, but its use has been denounced by some medical professionals who warn it could cause a range of catastrophic mishaps, ranging from violent convulsions to survival in a vegetative state. So uh, anyway, uh, we'll, so we'll, we'll check on the, uh, the life functions of Kenneth Eugene Smith um, <clears throat> in, in a bit. Uh, but uh, anyway, Alabama, uh, death row is not a bad joke played on the people of the state. Um, and in, in worst case scenario, at least these two won't kill anyone else. So there's that. But uh, like I say, I mean, that, that's almost insulting that 
someone, I mean, if you found someone that needed a half million dollars for their kid's leukemia treatment or something, I'm almost, and, and the person they're going to kill is a bad guy anyway. I get it. But a minister's wife for a thousand bucks each uh, in gift cards at Applebee's or something, I don't, I don't know. But uh, so, so that happened. Well, Puella Brock, should I tell you that? And, and that is how we kick off uh, Know It All. It's close enough Second to Second thing. Oh, was that? Well, wait. Okay. Um, so already, look at that. We're already in it. All right. So Puyallup rocks, folks. Guess what? City of Puyallup has discovered what City of Lacey, State of Washington, Washington DOT have discovered. That if you dump rocks on, on homeless encampments, they can't pitch tents. And homeless who can't pitch tents, well, they're not a problem. If, if they lack a home... Maybe drop the addiction, drop the fentanyl, and go get a home or whatever. But if you if businesses are calling and complaining, you got to do something. And the immediate the 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 immediacy and near permanence of dropping boulders cannot be denied, because uh, I I drive by Olympia all the time. Uh, Washington, the state of Washington did that there three two months ago, two months later, one time payment, seven hundred thousand bucks. For uh, many, many dozens of acres, not one tent. Two months later, not one tent. So Puyallup says, well, what's sauce for the Lacey is sauce for the Puyallup. It's been a constant struggle with the city trying to find a solution. According to the city, business owners like Jessica Kingsbury were complaining about the crowds, and this was their solution. And so here's the thing. Jessica has a salon. Um, you know, people that frequent a salon, you want to park your car and you don't want to be confronted by the human feces, by the vagrants asking for money or possibly looming around you, the whole thing. That's why she's complaining. It's an impediment to business and you don't want to tolerate impediments to business no matter how big your Puyallup is. Jessica runs the hair salon right next to the resource center. The rocks have stopped them from sitting up in that. So the resource center is a homeless resource center. So guess what those attract? The homeless. And you know what that um, prevents? People who want to go to uh, her salon, Rooted, R-O-O-T apostrophe D, looks like a perfectly fine place based on my limited knowledge of salons. And Puyallup solved the problem. A lot. You know where they are now? They're in the alleyway. Not only does she see these obstructions as an eyesore. I mean, couldn't that have bought a fence to fence that area in? No. Experience has shown the homeless don't. But they're, they're not as deterred by the fence as you, the salon, salon owner. Jessica thinks it's a shoddy short-term fix. There has to be a solution besides dumping rocks in an area and thinking that's going to fix it. Reporting in Puyallup, Lauren Donovan, Fox 13 News. Well, got to say, until something better comes along, uh, if you complain and your commerce is suffering, it's a pretty damn good solution. If they're in the alley, you know who's not in the alley? Your clients, uh, by the way. Uh, uh Puyallup has had a, a, a spotty history with dealing with uh, the homeless. I, I remember, folks, the anecdote uh, in, inbound. Um, back when Gary Locke, no, actually, no, it was uh, Gregoire. Uh, under the Gregoire administration, Washington Army National Guard uh, armories had to be open for uh, the homeless at night. And we had at the Puyallup Armory, Back in the day of the 303rd Cavalry, we had a Bradley on the drill floor because we had a simulated computer animation system hooked up to the optics, and you could run a crew through, and they could do simulated engagements way cheaper than driving to Yakima 
and doing it in real life. But so then they did the, uh, you know, uh, hands across the world, arms around the homeless thing. And someone forgot to lock the Bradley because, hey, you locked the armory. And there was a poop in it. There was a poo. There, were, there was ample bathroom space in the PLF armory. But they decided to poop in the Bradley. Uh, true story. Anyway. Um, so thing three. Third thing. Hey, want to hear the Boeing CEO? Uh, he'll be in front of, uh, according to Marie Cantwell, uh, alleged senator, uh, will be uh, in front of Congress again today. We fly safe planes. We don't Easy. put airplanes in the air that we don't have 100% confidence in. I, that, that sounds like an asterisk to me. Um, but though I, I mean, I know what he's saying because that's Boeing's reputation around the world, which is sterling. And, you know, just ask any Boeing engineer or machinist, what plane would you prefer to fly? And they're not going to say Airbus. Uh, you know, they, they want to fly in a Boeing plane. After the meeting, Senator Campbell announced there would be congressional hearings to investigate the root cause of safety lapses. Just when those hearings will happen is not known yet. Boeing says the... So it, so it sure sounds like they're getting down to the uh, nuts and bolts, uh, as it were. I mean, literally... Um, in uh, short order, the, F the FAA has blocked uh, the Boeing production push, but has cleared the way for the MAX 9s to fly again. At least Alaska has said that they will be uh, by Friday. The FAA announced yesterday that it's imposing unprecedented restrictions on Boeing's jet manufacturing facilities. It'll cap any 737 MAX production rate increases until it's clear Boeing can ensure its quality, uh, quality control uh, is fully compliant with regulations. And again, this is not a fault of the assembly line. This is a fault of a after-manufacturer maintenance crew because the Alaska Airlines aircraft, already in service with Alaska, came back for, uh, and we don't know what it was in for, but they did take that dirt plug off, and then they they incorrectly reinstalled it without, you know, the nuts and bolts uh, and stuff. So, uh, man, I was wondering why my, why my jumpsuit was heavier, why it was making more noise in the washer. At the same time, the FAA said it's approved the detailed inspection measures that will require air carriers that fly 737 MAX 9s before the grounded jets can return to passenger service. And if I were CEO of Boeing, uh, that would be the first thing that I'd be saying. I mean, I, when I got off the phone with, with Calhoun at, at Boeing about um, your job is now my job because I have to make sure that the Alaska max nines can fly and so that's why he has his own people already both united and alaska have found problems while inspecting their max nines we found discrepancies uh on many of our airplanes meaning loose bolts loose bolts it could be a missing cotter pin have you conveyed your disappointment your anger to boeing's top leadership about this I'm more than frustrated and disappointed. I think we know the answer. He is the CEO of Alaska. He has a different set of stockholders he has to answer to, and as well as human human beings uh, on on the aircraft. Um, so would would you trust if they delivered the aircraft after repair that way? Would you trust them going back and inspecting it? I wouldn't. Not not a bit of it. I'd say thanks. Thanks for your past. We're going to take our past now. I am angry. This happened to Alaska Airlines. It happened to our guests. It happened to our our people. It's reputation. And it's gotten like I say. I played this yesterday. It's gotten to the point where the where United is considering breaking the contract for more 737 Max nines. 
then it would double down on quality control. Now, United's CEO says he'll consider buying Airbus planes rather than Boeing's. The MAX 9 crownies is probably the straw that broke the camel's back for us. Even if that's just posturing for the stockholders, you gotta you gotta say that. So the effect is, if you're driving in early today to Renton, parking in a different spot or whatever, it's because you have your safety stand down. And we learned that Alaska Airlines Channel Four has a guy out there, so watch out. Uh, talk to him on the way out. Uh, be be helpful. Uh, for your own sake of your own 401k. It expects their MAX 9 jets to be back in service as early as uh, Friday uh, after inspectors found those missing bolts on several planes. Again, back out here live, the rain pouring down here at the uh, Renton plant, but we don't expect a lot of people to be out here working on these planes. They're going to be inside uh, with those meetings doing quality control work and actually sharing with their bosses, which I found probably the most interesting part of this. The workers who do the work on the line are going to be telling their bosses what they think. Can well, maybe Maybe that's part of the problem. But uh, anyway, uh, you can email me, uh, bsuits at bonneville.com. If you are there at Renton, I am curious what this is. this going to be death by PowerPoint? Is this going to be like my setup for jury duty? Or are they really? Because it, it occurs to me in problem solving. <clears throat> um, if you found that the frenulator broke, you start with the frenulators. Check them all. Check every frenulator. And then you move outward, okay? Um, my my dad was a career FAA guy, and for a while he was he was on a on a go team for for uh, accidents and all that. And there's a process to it, and and you and you can follow it with with anything from uh uh being a uh, poison in ice cream, or an Arby's or what you you can you can, or forensically, yeah, uh, the whole thing that uh, Russian IL seventy six transportation plane four engine sort of a C-141, C-17 clone, except 30 years older. Uh, clear, well, in, in the video that I saw from Telegram, there's two major debris fields. One debris field looks like MH-17. Uh, I mean, the, the one that the Russians shot down, the, the, uh, the, the Air Indonesia plane that the Russians shot down. In one debris field is a part of the aircraft that broke away. It is covered in shrapnel. And if you don't know this, a surface-to-air missile downs the aircraft by exploding adjacent. It doesn't hit the plane. It explodes when it's super close. And then the shrapnel hits you, and then you say, oh, I'm I'm headed to Hanoi faster than I expected, and you're John McCain. That, that's how a surface-to-air missile works. This aircraft was hit by shrapnel in the cockpit area. Um, the inclusion of the body of the pilot in the Parley uh, aircraft uh, convinced me that, um, <clears throat> that that maybe that part of the plane broke off. Uh, and so you start there. And the Ukrainians are not going to get a chance to look at it, but the plane was shot down. Uh, everything after that, it could be a lie from the Russians. And they're saying, oh, and it happened to have the <clears throat> Ukrainian... A uh, Special Olympics team on board or whatever. They said 65 Ukrainian POWs. Um, but uh, that's what they would say to make it even more tragic uh, or whatever. Um, anyway, we'll be back right after this. Uh, the, the law, the state law, whose goal is to reduce children taken away from parents, not to reduce suffering by kids at the hands of addict parents, appears to be working. AM 770 KTTH.
AM, 770 KTTH, Brian Suits here with fully functional film producer, Frank. Have you heard about the dead Kansas City fan, fans, the three dead guys found in the backyard of their friend's house? I did, yeah. They were, like, drunk or something like and that. And it, was, it wasn't, uh, like, uh, at, at that uh, AFC championship game. It wasn't last Sunday. It was actually weeks ago. But it's just coming to light now. The deaths of Clayton McGinney, well, a 36-year-old man, a 37-year-old man, and a 38-year-old man have rocked the community in Kansas City. But it was so weird to get, like, what's the story out front? They were at a friend's Airbnb rented house. That friend is a cancer researcher. And there's got to be, I'm, I think there's something a little more specific about that. Anyway, a night of celebration ended in tragedy for three Kansas City Chiefs fans who mysteriously met their deaths in the backyard of a Missouri home, Kansas City, Missouri. There is another Kansas City on the west side of uh, the river, but that's not the one that we talk about. Kansas City authorities are investigating the circumstances that led to their deaths. The victims were last seen alive on the night of 7 January. Hoping to continue celebrating the Kansas City Chiefs' victory against the Raiders that night, the three men decided to visit a friend. So they're elsewhere watching the game. Then they go, um, hey, let's go to what's-his-name's house. They go to what's-his-name's house. Days later, two of the bodies are discovered in the backyard. One was found on the back porch of the residence. Law enforcement has not officially confirmed the men's cause of death because they haven't done the toxicology, but it is suspected they died of hypothermia after Kansas City saw below freezing temperatures that reached the teens. Um, yeah, I, I would say that might be the immediate cause of death, but uh, what, what's the or approximate or whatever? I, there's someone listening who will correct me on that one. Um, but uh, <clears throat> and the families are saying, well, we want some answers on this. There was a fifth guy there, and he's lawyered up. And then there's the guy who who's rented house it was not he doesn't own the house but he's verboing or or airbnb the house <clears throat> and uh you know that that whole deal well his story is that he was in bed for two days and i mean uh, having having never been a druggie i i don't know i mean at the the worst friend's wedding i ever imbibed i still managed to uh not break the 24-hour mark when I had to recover and rally, you know, and, and the whole thing. But he said he was in bed for two days. And then that's when he discovered uh, the the croakers. But an attorney for that guy, for the, for the owner of the home, um, said that his client was not aware his friends were dead because uh, his home. Well, okay. So I guess it's until uh, not, not aware his, his friends were dead in the backyard until police showed up at his door on 9 January. So again, 7 January was the game when they came to the house. The KCPD said that the victims' deaths are not being investigated as homicides, that the homeowner is not a suspect. But now, more than two weeks after the tragedy, the mystery surrounding it has deepened as it's recently emerged that there was a fifth person. But, you know, I mean, just looking at it, um, they're out partying. They're, they're watching a game. The Chiefs win. They're Chiefs fans. Then they go to a friend's house after the game. The friend's story was, well, last I remember... Uh, we were watching Jeopardy. Well, as you do after a big Chiefs win. And then Guy 5 uh, shows up and then Guy 5 leaves. I'm going to say there's a theory. And uh, you understand, I'm, I'm no, I'm no uh, <clears throat> um, you know, gumshoe on this one. But I'm going to take a wild step and say maybe drugs were involved. Maybe just not just drugs, but Poison-laced drugs with whatever poison might be in the drugs. But 
Um, because you don't you don't just go out in the backyard and lie down in the snow and say, well, this 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 will probably work out. Uh, you're there for a reason. In in general, people who die of hypo no one freezes to death. You die of hypothermia. Um, hypothermia victims are either caught unawares, uh, like the actor Julian Sands, who went hiking in Los Angeles. He was one one day. He's uh, a minor English actor. You might know him from Room of the View. Uh, next day, he's hapless hiker. Uh, in L.A. mountains being snowed in, unprepared for an uh, entirely predictable snowstorm. So wh when that happens, you can't get off for a near fast enough or whatever. Uh, you can't build a shelter because you're not trained or, or you're panicking, more likely. You're panicking and you're running and you're sweating. Um, or you're incapacitated, such as uh, your bro comes and brings the Coke that's mixed with fentanyl. And then you pass out on a 14-degree night. And then you really don't have a choice. You're passed out. You're, you're incapacitated pharmaceutically. And you're, uh, the warmth of your body starts leaving. So uh, uh, there's that. I'm curious about the condition of the bodies. Uh, because if you die of hypothermia unconsciously, all your clothes are on. If you're conscious when you go into the final stage of hypothermia, uh, as the heat is leaving your body, you sweat. There's an impression your your mind is under a, a hallucination that you're overheating. And so very often, uh, hypothermia victims will be found with their clothes next to them folded on the ground. I mean, like T-shirt, base layer, sweater, you know, everything you're wearing, you're going to blame for sweating. And, you, and you're and mentally you're thinking, well, I'm going to ride this out, but right now I'm sweating. You take it off and you just accelerated the hypothermia, and uh, and I'm sparing you all a, a folksy anecdote uh, about that from from a, a friend of mine was was part of a, a party of people who uh, discovered a hypothermia victim um, when and and often discovered after the snow melts. So there's nothing nothing happy about that that story. So since it's Happy Happy Practice Friday. We'll get back to Kerry Lake uh, on this one. So um, the story is coming out today that uh, failed gubernatorial candidate in Arizona, Kerry Lake, set up, uh, well, taped the head of the GOP in Arizona, the, the Republican National Committee's uh, Arizona chair named DeWitt, Jonathan or Kevin DeWitt. He retired yesterday. Um, he quit or resigned, I should say. <clears throat> he comes out. And she tapes him. They meet. He says, hey, can we meet? She brings him to uh, her house and snacks and tapes him. And she, I, I, I think she got a sense on the phone what he was coming out for. And boy, was she right. He's there to bribe her pretty unequivocally, saying um, people will make it worth your while to disappear for two years. And by disappear, it means stay out the campaign trail for Trump. Uh, don't run for anything. Don't be a host on Evening Edition. Don't do Panda Birthdays. None of your old TV stuff. Just be incognito for two years. And they will pay you. They'll do whatever. Just go away. And he's on tape saying it. And I got to give her credit. She she mic'd it pretty well. This is about defeating Trump. And, 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 she, and she knows. she. By the way, she's onto it from the beginning. 
This is part of a national suppression movement uh, to keep any Trump ally off the campaign trail because big GOP doesn't want him to be the nominee, but they can't stop it. Uh, their last hope, and, and by the way, if it's not obvious that that's who's telling Nikki Haley, just stand, you got the money, you'll get the money, just stand, just stand, just stand. This is about defeating Trump. And I think that's a bad, bad thing for our country. DeSantis is not America first. This is about the final death blow to Trump. And I don't think that's good for our country. It's not good for our country, Jeff. It's not. But at the same time. And she reaches in and grabs a fistful of Cheez Its. I'm not even sure about so anyway, she might be onto something uh, here, and it, it, it's it, this may be a disinformation operation. But um, I've looked at the raw waveform, as we say in the big high-end uh, audio engineering, and it's not edited. Um, besides reaching for cheese, it's right next to her mic. So what's going on? What is? Uh, I'm assuming this is our friend. Oh, this is this is this is back east. He says, this is back east. She says, our friend. Um, so you can interpret that several ways. This is not, believe me, this is not Trump bribing her to stay you know, off the radar. Uh, so could it be someone at the top of the GOP? Could it be Ronald McDaniel? Uh, who is our friend? And he specifies, this is, this is back east. So gentlemen, start your conspiracy theories. Friend. Oh, this, is, this, is, this is back east. They, there are very powerful people who want to keep you out. I know they do. And if you can't hear what he said, he says, like like a Bond villain, there's like like a Monopoly player, like the guy with the monocle. There are very, very powerful people that want to keep you out. Very powerful people who want to keep you out. I know they do. Uh, and uh, it's like he's almost doing an accent. Anyway, we'll be back in a, a second play you the, the rest of this. I, I think this is bigger than, than most people are, are understanding, that what she recorded... I, and, you know, to her credit, she didn't call him and say, I just taped that. You're you're busted uh, and blackmail him, which she releases publicly. So I'm releasing it publicly when we come back. Uh, back in a second, AM 770 KTTH. AM seven seventy KTTH Brian suits here. Well, it, it was it was pretty gangsta of Carrie Lake to uh, be recording uh, the uh, chair of the Arizona uh, GOP. And uh, by the way, and in in recording a phone, this is not a phone call. This is the guy's physically in her residence. So I'm going to tell you, she didn't break any laws. Um, it's over electronic. It's on a phone call. Um, because we know this in radio, there's only one state where you can record without consent one way, and that's New York. Uh, I, I believe it's still the same. That's how the jerky boys got to be, you know, who they are. In America, um, if you call me or I call you, I can't record the call. In Here in radio in America, if I give out the number at your caller number 770 that you could win the prize or whatever, there's no prize, and that's just, uh, that was parody. Um, and you're giving us, by calling, you're giving us 
prior permission to put your voice on the ear, okay? If you could name this uh, Golden Gasher from Led Zeppelin. Um, for me recording you in my residence, you walked in my residence. I get to record you. Ring doorbell gets to record you. So, uh, so anyway, the chair of the Arizona GOP uh, resigned, uh, citing some complete spurious claim that she uh, recorded him unauthorized. Without his knowledge is one thing. But uh, illegally, no. No, sorry. So um, uh, anyway, we'll uh, get back to that. This is, and, and by the way, you know what I'm sparing all of you? It's a 10-minute tape, okay? And, but, but what's really clear is that the guy is there with some uh, mysterious offer for a two-year period that wealthy people back east who want Trump gone, uh, want a Republican winner just for to not be Trump, are prepared to pay her handsomely, maybe even give her a TV pundit gig. Um, if she would stay off, she has to tell Trump somehow that she's not going to be uh, like next week in Nevada. Okay, I guarantee they've already locked her hotel room in in, in, in Vegas because uh, she's very popular in Nevada uh, as well. But anyway, back to her spider's nest where she's snacking. I just say there are people calling around saying... Gosh, no, they can't read this. Never read this. If you say no, don't. Because they I got offered to buy out. Yeah. Because then we lose our ability to get things done other, in the future. So that's him admonishing her that, look, whatever you agree to, you can't go around saying, I, I've been bribed to take this job and not campaign for Trump. Here's this, my problem. Rather than just say, let's work with her. She's a great candidate. Because they don't own me. And it pisses me off. Yeah, it's not about ownership. It's about control. I don't know if it's about control. He hadn't counted on this objection. It's about being on the team. I guess that's You know what I mean? They want to be on the team. They want you to be on their team. But Just team. You know? But if they're pushing a globalist agenda, I can't do that. That's a code word for the Koch brothers, by the, by the way. And so she's already referenced our friends back east. Um, and, uh, and also, anyway, um, fill in the blank, club for growth or whatever. And, and by the way, if it, it, no Democrat should be smugly saying, well, I told you the GOP was all corrupt and run from the inside. So what do they want? What do they want me to do? I mean, really. You want to stay opportunities. So he lays it out. I mean, she says, what, what, what do they want me to do? And he says, we want you to stay off the stage. As he said right here. Ready, go. You know? But if they're pushing a globalist agenda, I can't do that. So what do they want? What do they want me to do? You want you to stay opportunities. <laughs> what? I'll tell you what I can offer you. I'll tell you what I can offer you. But, um, I said, you can do whatever you want. The talking head is So the, the ask of me was, it's kind of funny. So the, the ask I got today from back east was. The ask I got from back east. So they want to offer her a talking head gig, which no self-respecting former uh, anchor slash uh, prospective political uh, candidate would say no to. This is, you guys us. Is there any companies out there or something that could just put her on the payroll and give her to keep her out? And I said, 
well, what are you willing to do? Like, whatever we need to do. This is about defeating Trump. And I think that's a bad, bad thing for our country. DeSantis is not America first. So uh, anyway, she recorded him. And it sure sounds to me like she knew what the subject matter was going to be. So that's why she uh, recorded it, the whole thing. He he sounds very sheepish and embarrassed that he let the team down and he resigned. He fell on a sword. He might be falling on a real sword. But uh, but anyway, the cat settled a bag on, on this one. And, and this is where, like I say, because everybody around the Democratic Party knows that this kind of thing happens behind the scenes with them as well. Only there's there's probably a a, a candidate this is about a Kennedy or a tech uh, or a tech bro, uh, probably a Zuckerberg uh, in the room uh, or something. Because as it turns out, you may want to sit down. Money can affect politics. I don't I don't my suspense. I'll get my suspense music uh, from yesterday. I am sure, not. If they're going to steal the election to make me and our our movement go away. I'm not letting him do that. I owe it to the people of Arizona. Or. To carry their torch and their voice. Or. You don't go away. Does she sound prepped to you? She sure does to me. It sounds like she wants to be viable. And, but nevertheless, this is, the, the, the guy who's not scripted is the chair of the Arizona GOP who's there with the offer. So, so somebody in D.C. at the GOP said, look, try, or, or somewhere else at Koch Brothers World Headquarters or Soros World Headquarters. I don't know. But uh, there are very powerful forces that don't like Trump um, and do you know clearly do like Haley because any rational person would not waste your donation by continuing to run, even if it is their home state. But yet there she is. And uh, so th they're out with both barrels today. Uh, you're out with the White House to the NBC pipeline. Um, and then, then we, we hear this. But you pause. This is the battles right now, Jeff. And then you fill your coffers. No, the battle is right now. Can I get a cheese it already? The battle is right now. And, um, we don't have time to, to pause on this battlefield. So anyway, she's getting her, uh, her, 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 uh, her CV, uh, ready. I mean, you, you hear her. Apparently unscripted defending Trump and uh, attacking the facade of the uh, the GOP. Um, and so and later on, by the way, it was really muffled, like she had a mouthful of Cheez-Its or something. Or do we hear uh, fully functional producer Frank? Do you hear crunching? Faintly, yeah. I hear I hear her hand in the the you know the the clear plastic inside the the Ritz box or the Cheez-Its box. I just don't hear her eating it. Mm. Um, but uh, so anyway, uh, she later on, she says that she fears for her life if um, if this gets out or, or, or whatever. I, I think that's a bit a bit too star chambery uh, and all that. But it's not a real leap from I've come here from far east to uh, make you an offer you can't refuse. This is that part in The Untouchables where the alderman, the city councilman comes with the envelope and <laughs> drops it on. Elliot Ness's uh, desk and says, oh, what's the, what on earth is that? I've never seen it before in my life. But, uh, but uh, so what's going on? What is, uh, I'm assuming this is our friend. Uh, this is, this is, this is back east. Back east. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah, if you want to hear the full thing, uh, that's on you. Um, uh, she released it to whomever. 
the the times, whatever. Uh, so the um, uh, I twenty one seventeen the carbon tax credit trading thing. The signature signature verification has been completed and certified. So uh, signatures for other pending initiative uh, petitions are being verified, but twenty one seventeen is. If, if enough signatures are verified, the legislature can approve an initiative and send it to voters. So now, ball, uh, for at least for 2117, which is full disclosure, I signed it. Um, it, it, it now it goes in front of the legislature and it you know directly would be contradicting uh, a voice of the people. Um, and uh, next hour, when we come back, the city of Seattle has settled the BLM protesters' lawsuit for $10 million. Their lawyer demanded an apology with her $10 million. City of Seattle didn't demand an apology for, like, messing up the town for a month. They're just going to write them a check, which is what Seattle does. It's almost like you'd become a cynical police officer if you saw City of Seattle settling left and right and more. And the CEO of uh, Boeing uh, talks into the microphone, finally, uh, yesterday. Um, about what kind of planes Boeing makes. And the CEO of uh, Alaska talks a little more um, with uh, the with Calhoun, the CEO, apparently in front of Senate committee uh, today as the rest of you schlubs have to sit there in Renton and hear all about quality control and sit through a death through PowerPoint or whatever. Um, next hour also we'll uh, check your, do a checking of your texting 800-465-8770. If you're sitting there on the app listening to the stream, <clears throat> sitting in the uh, the QC briefing or the Death by PowerPoint uh, review, go ahead and text us and tell us what, what is the stuff that you're having to sit through there in Renton today. Uh, is, is there an amnesty for anyone who has spare bolts in their pocket? Something like that or what? AM 770 KTTH.